Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. A lot of hopes and expectations that the ESREIT sector will be net outperformers as people expect interest rates to continue to subside this year or to start to subside, I should say. Uh, it was a good, pretty good close to 2023 for Singapore REITs, at least for December, where we saw a return of some 9.1%, and that represented a 15% increase from the lows that we tracked at the end of October of last year. But if we look, take a step back, and look at the SREIT sector as a whole and look at the 15% rise in the SREIT index, it's a time to start asking if SREITs are approaching overbought territory and which of the REITs in particular might fall into this territory. Kenny Lowe is a REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. What's been fueling optimism in the SREIT sector? Could 2024 really be the year of recovery and where can we find value in terms of this sector? Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Michelle. To start off, give us a sense of where we are with SREIT's performance this year, 2024, 15 days in. What are you seeing in terms of winners and losers? Yeah, in short, the FUSI REIT index has already in the bullish territory mm-hmm. because the index has been trading above the 200 days simple moving average for the past few days or maybe weeks. And currently, the, the, all the moving averages are trending out. These are the bullish signals. Since the bottoming of uh, and rally 15% uh, since the October low. So, uh, this is overall. I believe that if this momentum continues, uh, 2024 should be the bullish year for Singapore REIT. As far as the winners as concerned, for the past one month, mm. uh, we have a Capital Pacific Oak, Prime US REIT, and also United Hemisphere REIT, uh, which register a double digit uh, return. Yeah. But I think that the main reason why they are able to register a double digit return because of the low valuation. Mm. Now, now they are just doing a catching up. So I believe that moving forward, uh, if the interest rate start to drop, mm-hmm. they should have additional leg uh, to go up further. Because if you look at the cap pack, all the price to book is about 0.45, prime US rate 0.3, and United Hemisphere about 0.69. Those are the price that totally is already priced in like the worst case scenario. I, I don't think they are justified to be trading at discount valuation. Distribution yield 29% for prime US rate, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. As far as loser is concerned, mm, maybe yep. I just been a loser. Okay, sure. Loser, sure. the top three loser, you'll be the Lipo Mall, uh, Indonesia retail trust also uh, registered double digit losses right uh, due to the downgrade of a credit rating okay? mm. and Kappa DC rate uh, there's an overhang uh, due to the uh, default payment from the tenant and elite commercial rate uh, the price drop due to the EFR to reduce the gearing so these are the top three losers for the past one month useful to know what do you think has been fueling the optimism in this sector since December probably will be the reduction in the uh, rate uh, potential rate cut. Okay, just, just to let all the listeners know, we are still talking about uh, 5.5% at the present moment. Uh, basically, the rate sector or the stock market, they are moving ahead. So there is a projection, there will be uh, the first rate cut, it will start in March uh, 2024. So probably the smart money uh, start to uh, make the first movement. Mm, market's already pricing this in. Is it fair to say then, I mean, do you personally think that the S-REIT sector is uh, moving out of the woods? 
Uh, not really yet. At the present moment, uh, I think the next one or two quarter, probably uh, some of the rate, they'll be still phasing of the interest cost because the interest rate uh, impact will only creep in when you uh, move in the operation because the rental reversion is not able to catch up fast enough. Probably the DPO will start to uh, also start to drop in the next one or two quarter before we can see the better sign because interest rate is still, still uh, high at the present moment. Mm. A recent BT article wrote about continued improvement in interest rate sentiment and low valuations that will make 2024, could make it a much better year for REIT investors than the last two years. What do you think about 2024 compared to the last two years? Is this maybe the best year to um, be in this sector? I strongly believe that this year could be the year uh, investors can start to deploy their fund back, rotate out from maybe T-bill or maybe some of the money market fund go to the, the risk sector itself due to the higher yield. Because moving forward, we know that a 10 years government bond yield, the T-bill, the interest rate will be coming down. Mm-hmm. So immediately the investor will be facing the reinvestment risk. What are they going to do with their uh, uh, T-bill, the, the money forward from T-bill? So, so there are many Many, many uh, investors, they are hold, holding cash and also uh, having their investment in the treasury bill uh, sitting on the sideline. And eventually, when the interest rate drops to maybe below 2.5%, 2.5% and the yield spread for the REIT and also the 10 years risk free bond become wider, I believe that there will be rotation back to the REIT sector again. Mm-hmm. In 2023, speaking about rotation, uh, we saw many investors actually buying into the industrial SREIT subsector. Some analysts say it's time to switch into other subsectors if you're looking for outperformance in 2024? What do you think? I still think that we still can stay with the industrial sector because based on the current valuation and the yield, industrial sector is still pretty attractive with a stable dividend. Just quote some example. Mm-hmm. For the big cap rate, for example, Capital Land as, uh, Ascenders rate, uh, Maple Tree Logistic Trust, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, the valuation, they are still trading below the valuation. The fair uh, price to book uh, historically. And also, there are dividend yield is between 5 to 6%. It's still pretty attractive. If you look at a small and a, a medium cap read, ESR logos read, uh, AIMS APEC, Sabana, Daiwa, again, they are trading below the valuation mm-hmm. and uh, they are giving us a 6 to 8% uh, DPU yield. So it's still pretty attractive. I think that uh, it is not uh, overpriced and also not uh, overvaluation. I believe that they are still valued in the industrial sector. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting point of view, quite different from what we've been hearing. What are the REITs in your view that maybe are creeping into overbought territory? Uh, the overbought territory definitely uh, mainly for all those uh, big cap and surprisingly a number of them from industrial <laughs> okay maybe <laughs> at the at least make that kind of comment so I have seen that a read as industry uh, maple tree industrial trust maple tree logistics trust that register close to 16 to 20 percent growth for a very short period of time two to three months uh, since bottoming in October and Fraser Center Point Trust have about 14 percent uh, gain uh, just the the price increase just rise too fast for the time being and probably they have to uh, consolidate for a while trading sideways for a while before the next leg move out. So all these four uh, big cap rates, they are trading above a 200-day moving average which is a bullish signal and based on the fund flow pattern, it looks like uh, institutional uh, coming in and uh, deploy their fund into the big cap. So I believe that big cap will pause for a while and waiting for the March 20 interest rate uh, direction at the same time also waiting for the latest earning results. So these are the two things they are 
probably the market are waiting for. Fantastic. What is your key word do you think that you'll be looking out this year for? Some analysts say it's value that's more and going to be more important than safety. Okay, so we have DBS Group Research Analyst Geraldine Wong, Derek Tan saying that they expect in terms of reallocations to um, be looking towards retail S-REITs like Fraser Centerpoint Trust, Lendley's Global Commercial REIT um, or Commercial S-REITs, Keppel REIT, K-REIT, Maple Tree, Pan-Asia Commercial Trust and Hospitality REITs as well. So first up, what do you think of the idea that value is going to be more important to investors this year than safety? Agree, agree. I agree to that uh, extent because most of the REIT in Singapore, they are really underpriced for the past two years mm-hmm. due to the fear. So there are a lot of valuation play coming out, uh, which whereby the investor can also capture the capital gain at the same time being rewarded with the annual dividend handsomely. So just just give you some number. If you look at the REIT index itself, uh-huh. the average, the price of book is 20% discount to the fair value or historical value. So that represents 20 to 30 percent capital gain a potential if there is a mean reversal. Everything go back to normal. At the same time, the re-index, the dividend yield is about 6%. So if you add everything, if the market really recover uh, within one or two years, there is a 20 to 40% capital gain a potential, which is pretty attractive. That, that is from the re-index perspective. Mm. But if you look at some of the individual rates, which has been traded 50% discount to their uh, book value, that represents even much higher the kind of capital appreciation uh, potential. Fantastic. Among the subsectors, you, we've talked about industrials, but what are you preferring this year? Is it still retail right in front and then office, hotels and then industrials last? Okay, this year I will be contrarian. <laughs> because the dust has been settled, I will start to do some picking on those uh, REIT that investors fear the most. Wow. So, past year, quite a number of investors worry about all those overseas commercial office REIT. You have Capital Pacific Oil Prime, you have Elite Commercial REIT, you have uh, Cromwell, IREIT Global. But if you look at the valuation itself, it, it, you can see that there are a lot of good, good pick over there. But by the way, this is just a personal opinion. Of course. <laughs> It's a high risk, high return that kind of strategy, right? But investors should focus on their core portfolio first before they are doing some technical stuff. So you're really looking at valuations uh, this year. What is going to validate your view? What are you going to be looking at, at least in the next couple of months? Uh, first thing first, the fundamental is not going to degrade further. That's why I'll be looking at the gearing ratio and also interest coverage ratio to make sure that balance sheet is still intact because that's the first thing first to defend the portfolio. Then the second thing, I'll be looking at a technical chart to see uh, the momentum, whether it's coming back because chart will tell all the story. Whether the big institutions coming in, whether they start a bullish trend, whether they start an uptrend, we can see clearly from a chart. Wow. Can we just sit next to you when you're looking through your charts and then you just walk us through it? By the way, I have a technical analysis course uh, with SGX Academy coming out in March. <laughs> Fantastic. So we can sit next to you. <laughs> you're right. Yes, yes you can. <laughs> are, are there still seats open for that course? Yes, yes. Okay, They're placed to open. Have not launched yet. Have not oh, launched haven't yet. launched be, yet. Oh, you'll wait. be launched on January 27. Uh-huh. The market upload at SGS Auditorium. 
Okay, thank you for the heads up for our listeners so they can get, you know, their hands on seats for that. Kenny, help us understand how we as retail investors who do not have those charts can start to seek out value with S-REITs. You know, we're just looking at the index, we have the gearings, uh, we have the uh, price, distribution yield, price book, DPU, NEV, property yield, gearing ratio. What can we use to pick up value for S-REITs in 2024? I think first thing first, uh, look at a track record for the REIT uh, on the DPU trend, distribution per unit trend. Because those REITs with very strong uh, fundamental, uh, strong portfolio, they should be able to deliver very consistent uh, DPU trend year over year. And they would not be having a big dent in the DPU payout for the past two years. Because if they are able to survive for the past two years, moving forward, they should be uh, doing much better. So that is the first thing that investor can look into it. Then the next thing next thing is just look at the price of book uh, compared to historically. Because you can see that, uh, for example, historically, may, maybe they are trading about a uh, price of book equals to one. At the present moment, is 0.7. Immediately, you can have a sense there's a 30% discount to the historical average. Right. Wow. That was fantastic. All right, uh, Kenny, final word from you to our investors listening in wondering, I haven't got started. I want to get started now. Is it too late because the money has already been moved towards this sector, S-REITs? Getting started in January 2024? Uh, the best time to invest was when the market is uh, in the total fair mode, which is happening uh, happened in October uh, 2023. Mm. So now the S-Rate just started up trend, just started only. So there are still a lot more late uh, to go. Uh, if investors want to start investing in S-Rate, uh, the, the first thing first, I think it's important to get themselves educated because education is very important. They must understand what are the, all the financial ratio means mm. and also how to interpret a financial ratio. If they do not really understand the financial ratio, that will be risky if they really put a market into the risk sector because there are a lot of things we still need to uh, pay attention to. All Although uh, we are starting to see the interest cut, potential interest cut in 2024, but it still has not happened yet. Things may still can change, right? They may, may decide, okay, there are some uh, inflation coming back. They decide to hold the interest rate again. Then we need to relook the whole whole uh, thesis again. Then all, all the bad, all the comments for, for past uh, 20 minutes, I think, Michelle, we have to retalk again. <laughs> All right. So you have to understand uh, the fundamentals. Are you seeing, uh, do you pay attention to master lease renewals this year if you're looking at investment trusts with property overseas? Is is this a factor that you look towards? Uh, one of the consideration, but it's not a major consideration because it's very much depends on the sponsor and also how they restructure the master lease and whether they are uh, priced in or structured in the future uh, rental increase. Because when you have a master list, basically the renter itself, uh, more or less, they, they are more fixed. They are, may not be able to capture the immediate opportunity in the market itself. Okay. And for the investor thinking, look, I'm new to this game. I really want a portfolio that's, I don't know if you taught me this, you know, you want a portfolio that's as boring as possible so that you can not worry about it at night and you can sleep peacefully. Is is S-REITs the sector to look at if you're that kind of investor? s is one of the sector because Singaporeans like property. So if, but uh, one of the things that they may not understand the property itself, for the investor who really want to sleep well, just stay with the portfolio in Singapore. Mm. And for example, some of the malls in Singapore, if you don't feel you can't sleep well, just visit the mall. So they give you a peace of mind. Hey, your <laughs> investment is good. There are a lot of people. You cannot find a car park. They're very busy. Everything is expensive. Then you know that your investment is intact. It's safe. <laughs> 
I like that. Okay, well, thank you so much, Kenny. Great, um, great advice as in how to approach investing in REITs for us. And we wish you all the best for that big course coming up in March, was it, at SGX? Okay, January 27 is a market upload uh, in SGX. Okay. Already 70, uh, 70% scale. Okay. Uh, SGX, you stop the registration once we hit the maximum capacity, which I think that by, by this week, we should hit the maximum capacity. Didn't you say and you have something else in March? In March, mm. there will be a fundamental analysis course, uh, basically understanding the financial ratio for REIT. That's one uh, fundamental analysis course over the weekend. Yeah. And one technical analysis course uh, also over the weekend. So okay. there are two courses. One is fundamental analysis. The other one is technical analysis. Fundamental is in March. Oh, is that technical in March? Uh, technical also in March. In also two, in March, okay. Yeah, two Saturday. So they can take both. Uh, uh, they can continue, right? They can start the fundamentals and move to the technicals? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Everything has to start on fundamental first before we talk about technical. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you don't have to wait too long in between as well to get up to speed. Wonderful to hear. Thanks for joining us, Kenny. Thanks, Michelle. Kenny Lowe, Reed Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.